Well, hello there, shippers. Today is another Six of Crows day. Woo-woo! That's right. Today we are talking about Nina and Matthias. Woo! Feelings are going to be had, guys. Feelings are going to be had. Yep. Do we ship it? Listen to find out. Hi, everyone. I'm Steph. And I'm Devin. And welcome to We Ship It, the famous, famous, famous podcast, (laughs) totally famous, where we talk about our favorite and not so favorite ships of all time. That's right. And today we are super excited to be continuing in our... uh, Devin is more excited. (laughs) In our Grishaverse conquest, um, specifically focusing on... um, Crooked Kingdom and Six of Crows, the duology there. So today we're continuing with our crow fan, our crotastic spooky season <laughs> mashup uh, with uh, Nina and Matthias. Yep, and last time or last week we talked about Kaz and Inej, who are my favorites. Mm. And Devin, we will learn today. This might be one of his favorites, uh, Matthias and Nina. And then next week, keep an eye out because we'll be putting out Jesper and Wyland. So very exciting. Six of Crows gave us a lot to talk about. So it's been really fun. Yep. But before we get into our summary and everything, I just wanted to ask you, Devin, oh. what are you thankful for this week, boo-boo? <laughs> boo-boo? What? <laughs> we never, you never call me that. <laughs> now you're boo-boo. <laughs> no, I'm not boo-boo, weirdo. Devi. Do you like that better? That's fine. <laughs> Um, We're having marital issues. <laughs> <laughs> we're not married. Don't don't let <laughs> listeners think that we're married. <laughs> uh, anyways, um, what am I thankful for this week? Um, you know the leaves are changing and it looks really cool outside. Like, yes, it does. Like some of those leaves are fire. Um, so I really appreciate the beauty of the earth and just seasons you know seasons are great Mm -hmm. if you don't live in a place that has seasons you're missing out wow harsh words thrown from Devin. okay and what i'm thankful for is philosophy philosophy yeah i've been reading a lot of philosophical texts of late and it's been very very fun uh i'm reading seneca right now and learning all about the Stoics. So I'm That's thankful exciting, for the philosophers that came before But not for me us. at all. I'm so sorry. Oh, yeah. Devin's like, do not. I took a philosophy class this. and it was okay. I did fine, but Proud I of you. don't know if that's my kind of style. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's not everyone's Thinking style, about thinking, guys. Woo! I am a big nerd about it. So I'm excited. If I If I had more practice, maybe I would enjoy it more. Devin, we should do a lit talk on philosophy. A philosophy. <laughs> yes, we should, just generally speaking, because I want to hear more about why you don't like it. I don't necessarily not like it, it's just not my cup of he tea. He like it. Get out of here. <laughs> okay, well, before we get into <clears throat> summary the time. freaking debate, we're going to talk about a summary, and I don't have one written, y'all, so just follow along as you can. Uh, Okay, so I think we first meet Nina a little bit into the first book. She's not like originally, like one of the originals we first meet at the first couple of chapters. But uh, Nina is, she works as, is it a prostitute, I think? 
Mm-hmm. She works at the White Rose. So she, um, hold on a second. <coughs> so she works, sorry, Tom sex with me. Uh, so she works at the White Rose or wherever the heck, not the Menagerie, right? No, nope, Menagerie, menagerie is, um, is Inej. Inej. She works at the White right. Rose. So she does, um, somehow she meets Matthias out when she's traveling. She She's pretty free to roam. Prior what to, I prior to this she was traveling she was working yes so she was traveling prior to this story having met no it's this story that she meets matthias no Mm -hmm. yeah so as she's traveling (laughs) she meets matthias who is a druskella now listen this is crazy right because she's a grisha and he's a druskella and he's supposed to hunt grisha so when he meets her at first he is taking her in chains or whatever uh, to go send him to send her to his country and put her under trial and all this for being a witch basically mm-hmm. and um, so when they're on the ship the ship gets overthrown uh, and then the two of them end up the survivors of this big storm and the craziest part about it and this is probably my favorite part is that they have <laughs> to learn to survive together so these two people that hate each other and hate everything about each other um they have to survive together. And Nina's so funny. Like, he, he's part of this very she's great culture. And she's very crass and crude. And, like, just seeing the two of them is so hilarious. And I guess eventually, like, they kind of fall in love. Or at least they're enjoying each other's company. And then she runs into a bunch of her kind when they end up back. Uh, I don't remember exactly where. But she runs into a bunch of her kind. And she has to sell him out. And he ends up going to jail and all this stuff, and it's a big deal. So we we kind of see her in the beginning of Six of Crows, what is it, trying to, like, work with Kaz to get him out of jail. Mm-hmm. She, she's been, in, a, she's been in debt to wanting to get him out for so long. Uh, she's, right. been, uh, she's been at Kirch for a year, um, and that's why she's at the White Rose. She's just been waiting, biding her time yep. to try and find a way to get him out of prison. Right, and so basically then Kaz decides when they're trying to break into the ice, whatever, the ice castle kingdom, whatever it is. Ice palace. He decides, <laughs> all right, we're going to break, yeah, we're going to break Matthias out and we're going to do it because he can help us with this. Because he's the brawn. Yes, and Nina basically says, you know he's not going to help you with this. But then they break him out and the first thing he freaking does is like try to choke her or something because mm-hmm. he thinks that she betrayed him even though she was trying to save him really I mean, she did um for what she did yeah so then throughout they're like super pissed at each other they break into the ice castle whatever it's called <laughs> and they succeed somehow everyone bets against them succeeding and then in the end they kind of like reunite we see their real reunification in the second crooked kingdom uh and that's where we start to see like him just telling her that he made an oath to protect her. He loves her, like all these things. And we learn a little bit about their past. Um, so that's that. Well, I and Nina I didn't takes get to the end. At Don't the end, I know, me. not yet. But <laughs> at the end of Six of Crows, Nina takes Parham. This is big. And Nina takes Parham. It's big. And uh, it's it's an addictive uh, drug that enhances yep. Grisha powers, and she uses yep. it to save them. Um, but in doing so, she is now addicted to this drug, and yes. a lot of a lot of their relationship deals with having to him having to help her correct through this problem, which I think is really cool. 
Um, yeah. But yeah, then and we get to the end, which no one is happy about. No one is happy about because he literally dies. And I'm just so upset. It is so because, upsetting. Because he makes it through all this crap with her. And he's like, he go, he gets through all of this drama. He's a whole new person by her. the end of Crooked Kingdom. Right. And, and like, he's not prejudiced anymore. Like, all these things. And then he's like shot with an arrow or something. Or no, what happens? I, yeah, shot with a it's gun. It's a gun. But it's a, so, it's a guy. It's He's shot by a kid who is working to become a Druskela. Um, yep. And he's trying to coax him out of it. And uh, I can't. Okay, we'll talk about this later. But <laughs> uh, it's very emotional. And this is just a summary, guys. We're trying to get through it. <laughs> it is. We're trying to get through this dang thing. But basically, he dies in the end. And it's just She has to let him go and move on. She has to let him go. It is just horrifying. So... That's my really, really thrown together summary. I apologize, y'all. It's been a little while, but I'm ready to talk about it because I want to at the end here too, Devin, if you think that they're better than Kaz and Inej. We're going to have to talk about Ooh, that. okay. <laughs> uh, so we'll, we'll have to talk. But um, hopping in, oh, before we move on, we've just gone through the whole summary. So you know that there are spoiler alerts in this episode because we just Hello. went through all the spoilers. So <laughs> if you don't didn't read. listen any further. <laughs> yeah, if you didn't read, sorry about that. Whoopsie. Um, but Either way, let's dive in let's about Matthias and Nina. Are you starting so, you to start? Uh, okay, so our first question here is Matthias and Nina, the Druskela and the Witch. How does their prejudice towards each other kind Oh, how does their prejudice towards each other's kind influence their relationship? Oh my goodness. So <sighs> he it's has a such a it's really him that has the prejudice. I should uh, should correct that. He's the one that really has the prejudice against the Grisha. And it's because it was taught to him. Um, yeah. you, there's that phrase that you're, you're, you pick up more what you're taught rather than... Um, you have to be taught prejudice in a sense, right? Um, right. I forget what the line is from that show... Uh, you have to be carefully taught. And um, he, he joins this... Uh, the feared in um, Druskela, which is the guardians, the keepers of, like, the warriors of Fierda. And um, <clears throat> their mm-hmm. motto, in a sense, their, what they stick to, their core, is that the Grisha are evil, they are evil. witches. And it's hard to see him grapple with understanding how his God fits into that plan and realizing that Mm. it doesn't fit into that plan and him trying to uh, validate his feelings for not just, not like relationship feelings, but just like friendship feelings for this person who we just met and who is Grisha and they have to work to survive together. Um, That is hilarious. In the show, it's even funnier to watch (laughs) because it's, happening in real life like real life quote unquote but like you get to see it and it is really cool to see um but yeah so she learns more about how badly he is kind of like brainwashed um into Mm -hmm. believing all this and she works with him and battles with him about like his prejudice and um i don't know i think it's a really cool element to add in it's not the traditional race um of um 
color, but now it's this whole different power that people religion, have and religion. All of yeah. This stuff. So I really like that element that um, the author adds to the text through this relationship. I think at first they just, well, at least at least Matthias just can't even humanize her. He can't no. even yeah, there's consider her a woman. Like he considers her a demon. So like mm-hmm. I know that Nina like has prejudices, but honestly, from the beginning, she at least understands a little bit because right. she speaks she, the language. She recognizes him as a human being, and I'm going to human. save his that life. That just disagrees right. with her. Yes. Whereas he views her as literally a witch. Mm-hmm. Like, he does not understand that she has feelings and thoughts of her own. Yep. Um, and so, he's very curt and, like, very, like, oh, stoic and stone-faced yes. the entire time. And she, like, chisels, the way that chisels they keep her. <laughs> yeah, the way that they keep her locked up on the ship mm, and just, like, yep. he, he doesn't even consider that it's a bad thing that he's doing. Mm-hmm. He just thinks of her as evil, pure evil. Yeah. With Nina, like, I think that she understands why he feels that way a little bit more. And that's why she opens up a little bit more from early on. Yeah, that's fair. Um, So we see that influence their relationship off the bat. Mm -hmm. um, And it it gets better. I think Nina is very much more open. Whereas he's very much, like, closed off. Like, he's like, (laughs) no. You're evil. You're trying to trick me, Mm -hmm. basically. Which I would be a little bit scared, too, if they could control my emotions and... Do all this stuff that they can do, that yeah. Grisha can do. Like, I would be like, wow, yeah, stay more, away from me. Th- the reason this their division was formed was because they're fearful of what this right. other this other kind can do. They're, they it's don't see them scared. as humans anymore. They see them as this other superior right. kind that they need to destroy. And we learn later on that he had a very traumatic experience with Grisha, or at least his people did. Mm-hmm. So I think it goes deeper than just different, you know, different cultures i think it goes way deeper than that absolutely for sure okay so upon first meeting nina and matthias work together for their own survival as we already mentioned but both Mm -hmm. have the opportunity to leave the other to vie for their own life why do they help Mm -hmm. each other out um well nina i think from the very beginning is frank with him she well i think she has a little bit of an attraction to him but i think she's (laughs) frank with him about about i just need you to survive and then you can go on your own way matthias takes some convincing Mm -hmm. um i think the reason that he doesn't leave at first is because he recognizes that he needs her to survive eventually though he starts to become intrigued and he starts to humanize her in his brain a little bit um and i think so i think at first it's a survival thing Eventually, I think it's they're both rather intrigued about what makes the other person tick, what makes them think the way they do, because they've never spent this intimate amount of time time with with someone of that other culture. Yeah, absolutely. No, I agree. And and they both have opportunities to... um, To leave. Or like him to drop her. Yeah, absolutely. So she... she, I mean, clearly she... They both would have died in the... the, ocean if um in the sea should um they both not have worked together because she needed his brawn to get to land and he needed her to keep his heartbeat moving Um, because of the water being so cold um i don't think she would have made it on her own um because of the sloshing of the the waves and sort right um so that was out of necessity but 
later on he has the opportunity when the ice cracks and she slips and falls and he grabs her hand and this is his opportunity to say like bye (laughs) or to really make a decision on no i see you as somebody even though we have our differences even though i don't necessarily trust you um I'm going to put down my guard for a moment and ex- and allow and like allow you to have your life, right, right. Because he's the he, yeah. they're the only two that are in this wilderness. So whatever happens to her, um, happens to her, and he would move on with his yeah. life, um, right. And at that point, he didn't need her anymore. Like I think he even gives her his coat or something after mm-hmm. that scenario. So it's like he could have probably made it out by that point, um, but. I think that's something a little bit more than just survival at that point. And that's why I think it's a life for a life, too. She saves his life. Yes, he, he calls it life. a blood yeah. debt um, because yeah. she saved his life. I will also I now save yours. And like, oh, we're even now. <laughs> yeah. But then he like, you know, he's like, look at that body. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so speaking of which, what is it that lures Matthias to Nina and vice versa? Oh, my gosh. Um. I think Matthias just loves her fierce heart. Like she loves and shows a lot of her passion out front. She's very bold. She's very like, I like she meets people, makes connections with them. And I think that has to do with a little bit of her, her corporal neck. She's she, her power is that she can, can, um, control heartbeats in a sense i don't that's not that's not just what her power does but so she's able to hold life and stop life um people put people to sleep that kind of thing but um he loves just how she has this warrior ability to her but she also have a has a gentle heart um and that she cares for those that she comes in contact with um and Nina just blows his whole life out of perspective, blows his whole life out of balance. Um, yep. And I think that intrigues him. I think he's, yep. he's although he hates it, he hates the, the, the questioning nature that she makes him do, um, he still is intrigued by it all. For Nina, I mean, I'm assuming he's nice and good looking and all (laughs) i think that's mainly it (laughs) but he also like his loyalty is there like although he is loyal to the wrong cause he's at least loyal to it if that makes sense and he's showing his loyalty and and eventually that loyalty turns around and shows back onto the crows um and his loyalty to the core group um He's just a dedicated person. He will do. He will follow orders. He has a great moral compass about him as well, which I think is also very important. And that she picks up on that. Like she tries to tease him about some things, and he's like, "No, my moral. Like I can't do this. <laughs> my, like, yeah. my 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 uh, my radar's going off. I can't do this. Yep. Sorry. <laughs> it is super funny. I think. Yeah, you're right. I think with her, he. She obviously thinks he's hot. I mean, he's this big, (laughs) brawny guy. But at the end of the day, I think she even says it to Kaz. Like, when when Kaz is like, oh, do you think he'll help us? And she's like, absolutely not, because he's stubborn as hell, and you know this. Um, So I think that she even talks about how he so passionately 
believes in certain things and believes in certain causes that it's just like almost completely against his nature to do something that's immoral. Um, so that's kind of why I think she loves him is because of his stubbornness. He is stubbornly mm-hmm. moral. And even though you're right, like his cause isn't always just, I think he can't, but he can't help but mm-hmm. do what his heart is telling him right. is right. Um, and that's ultimately why eventually he humanizes her because he gets to spend time with her and he he refuses to like, he, he fights his heart for a little bit, but eventually when he realizes what's right, like he, he won't veer from it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... When it comes to him, uh, she's very shapely, as the book points out. She's got a lot of curves. <laughs> she's voluptuous. So. Yes, voluptuous. And I think he says this to her. I love that you just tell me what you're thinking. Like a lot of women in his mm, culture that's true. do not do that. He just, they just She's so outside of his normal view yeah. of. She's so honest. Mm-hmm. Like I think that he's he grew up in a place that is so like stifled from any comfort and i kind of and any thought like they they kind of um don't allow them to have their they don't allow individuality all of that so when he meets nina and she is just the epitome of individuality (laughs) like the epitome of let's get naked right now and let's just do this thing for fun he's like what are you talking about and it's really (laughs) funny like i i think he really enjoys that about her because she's different um but yeah, <laughs> I, I'm laughing at this next question already. <laughs> yeah, boy, let's go. Uh, the next question is: um, How about that steamy one bed scene? Uh, what is it about this scene that makes it a fan favorite? Well, it goes right back to their differences, right? Like he is—he hates that he has to do this so much because he is pure and trying to be good, and he thinks she's not even a real human being. And then she is just so like, "Get in bed! I'm not gonna try to do anything to you. We just need to stay warm." And it's such a funny cliche because you have Nina, who's like, "Are you serious? Like, just do this for survival? Stop being, you know." prude whatever and you have him who's so ashamed but eventually he's like fine fine <laughs> and he gets in bed because so originally funny. he's like i'm gonna get in with my wet clothing and she's like don't you yeah. dare come near don't me get with in your this wet bed. clothing yes it's hilarious and that's one of the scenes i rewatched the show i remember after it's i read six so of crows good. and i was just like this is incredible like i am in love with these yeah two. and it's not like and that's what the thing like usually the one bed scenes are, are about like intimacy this isn't about intimacy at all it's just about survival and he still struggles with it he still can't deal with it but then that ultimately is something that makes them more intimate because Mm -hmm. he he literally can't stop thinking about that scene he's or that moment he's like like when he's in jail they they go through his mind where he's like trying to kill her and then all of a sudden he's thinking about sleeping next to her like mm-hmm. he was. So he's very just torn and conflicted and that's one of those moments in his mind where he recognizes like the pure like joy of like their intimacy there. And mm-hmm. that's like huge. That is huge for him because he comes from a culture that does not allow for that kind of intimacy. Absolutely. Even after marriage really. Mm-hmm. Um which is very interesting. Yeah, no I agree. Yep. Well, I just wanted to talk about it cuz <laughs> it was Did hilarious. You- did you say something yet, Devin? I, I mean, I added a little bit, but like, I oh, think. Oh, yes, yes. Um, no, I, I think why it's such a fan favorite is just the coy nature of uh, 
Nina and trying to tease him, and yeah. it's just a fun scene. Like it's not, it's like I said, it's not necessarily sexual. It's just right funny to see someone uncomfortable and having to yeah. like bite their tongue as they yes are, uh having it to makes me think of that and... scene in twilight where jacob and bella like have to be in the tent and oh he, like, yeah warming her up <laughs> and, like, and edward's hearing his thoughts the so mad time. those are some of my favorite scenes oh. like ever um it's just really funny um, and we thought they were going to do that. And when we were talking to Allie Hazelwood, remember, she's like, everyone thought I was going to put them in a one bed cliche yeah. and I didn't do it. it was a, <laughs> I was it, like, yep. There was two queen beds or whatever. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We were awesome. all like, Whoo. <laughs> all right. So moving on. How do you feel about Nina's betrayal? Was it necessary? Did she do the right thing? Should he forgive her? And how does he get his chance at betrayal as well? Yeah. So there was a lot of questions that kind of. That is a permeated <laughs> off of this one. Um, <clears throat> Nina's betrayal. Wow. Um, so I understand her reasoning for it. Um, I know earlier you mentioned that she sees some of her kind and she does, but it's also the, she also knows that they are going to, they see him and they are prejudiced against Druskala as well. Um, yeah. they're, they're fighting for their lives in a sense. So they knew that if, um, if she knew that if they came in contact with him, they wouldn't give him a fair trial as well. In the sense that if he saw um, Druskala, that they wouldn't give Nina a fair trial. So right. she does. She does it in the best intention to try. Like she, she even says like it, it was for a momentary thing. Like I was going to not even like I didn't think that you were going to go to prison. I thought it was just going to be get us out of the situation at the time being. I'll talk, like, I'll, I'll say my case, I'll explain the whole situation, and then it'll be solved, right. we'll, we'll be together again. But it didn't happen that way. And she, she really didn't think it through. It, well, it was a spur-of-the-moment kind of choice. It was just, right. like, thrown at her. And I understand the ne necessity of it to keep them both alive and safe, but, oh, man, did he pick the shortest straw possible there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. Because the the prison that he went to was the worst of the worst, and they even um, had them perform uh, like oh the deadly like the games games yeah. like deadly fights beforehand where they would, oh and he had to kill the wolf yes and the I wolf know. the wolf in their culture is like sacred to him and he I think oh, I think there were a couple of wolves but regardless. Um, so, and she knows that about him, too, yes. which is why she was so devastated when yes. she saw that. So should uh, he forgive her? Yeah, I don't know. Yes, I know. I know I say yes, but also, like, how do you how do you wrap your mind around all that? When like, if I, if I went to prison because Stephanie wanted to get out, I don't know, like... <laughs> Stephanie, my issue I, I'd is this, be really like, mad that I'd be in prison for a year because you, I, you made a quick decision. I know. <laughs> He'd be like, what is this crap? Um, my thing is this. She was in a spur-of-the-moment situation, so I can't necessarily say I would react any different type of way. Mm -hmm. I personally think that her country is a little bit more liberal um, and is a little bit more like progressive in the sense that they would have mm -hmm. at least given him a fair trial rather than just throwing him in jail. Because what she did was tell them basically that he has me 
uh, whatever. He, he's like chained me up or whatever it is. <laughs> so she, she made it so they had to take care of him in this mm-hmm. way almost. Um, I, again, she wasn't really thinking because it was such a spur of the moment thing. I just think it wasn't really the right choice. I think that she could have done better to tell them the truth. Um, and should he forgive her? Yeah, but at the same time, think about <laughs> what he was thinking. justified in hating her as well. <laughs> yeah, think about what he was thinking. He thought that she, it, he wasn't thinking that she did it to save him. Right. He was thinking that she it was tricked me this entire time. Yeah. So she betrayed me. And that is some really heavy trauma mm-hmm. to work through. Uh, to to, get, to give to to in jail. and allow this person who you had a prejudice against, and then yeah. they come and stab you in the back. Like, that's... Oh, oh, it's like the ultimate betrayal. So I yeah. completely understand why he was thinking. Like, in his head, I, I love the scenes we get where he's like, I both wanted to strangle her and, you know, kiss her, basically. Mm-hmm. And we were all like, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> that, that, tra- that tracks because she... Did you wrong, man? Yeah. Um, and then he gets his own chance of betrayal when they're in the White Palace. And oh, what a moment! I that know. Is. When I was reading it the first time, I was like, "Oh my god, please no, please no!" This is crazy. <laughs> so essentially, just to catch people up, she gets locked into uh, a cell that used to hold uh, other uh, Grisha, Grisha, and there are like portholes in it so that um, Parem could be like. Uh, filtered into the room right. um, so that they could test their subjects in a sense um, because it's a feared in prison and sure. um, not prison, but you know what I mean? Um, so he locks her in there and it's because he's trying to get Brum, his higher up his, I don't know what the, the, the term is, but his higher up in the army to give him information about, uh, What's the oh, guy's and she's name? devastated. She's devastated. Oh. But his what is this, what's his name that they're going after? I forget all of a sudden. Boyo Bayor. Yeah, Boyo Bayor. Uh, because he's the maker of Parham and they want to get him out. Regardless, this happens and she's like, what are you doing, Matthias? No, please. Yeah. It's crazy <laughs> but, when you think you trust someone that much and then mm-hmm. they just flip on you. Like, oh my god. I did like the twist, though, in that like he does get his chance at betrayal. Yeah. And he doesn't really choose it. He doesn't choose to take it. Are we going to move on? Yeah. Okay. Next. Do, 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 do. Eventually, Matthias and Nina decide that their only option is to kill Boyul Bayor um, when they find him. So like I said, they're on this mission as the crows to obtain this guy. And then um, because he's the maker of Parem, this drug that enhances... Uh, Grisha abilities, um, they decide that when they find him, they're going to kill him. Um, yeah. Whereas Kaz wants him alive so that he can get For the, the money. huge reward. Yes, he wants all the monies. Um, why this change of heart to unite? I think it's because they both they unite in a common cause in that they recognize this is bad for Grisha and it's bad for Druskella. This makes Grisha more powerful, which is bad for Druskala, and then it makes them addicted, which is bad for Grisha. Grisha yeah. Um, so ultimately, they unite in this common cause. I don't think that either one of them has forgiven the other when they decide no. to do this. No, no, no. I think they've done it simply because they think that they morally have to. And that's one way that they agree. It's yeah. like they have a little bit of a stubbornness to their yep. morality that you see here. They finally put their 
differences aside, they know that, like, they, like you said, they haven't forgiven each other. Um, but it's necessary for them to unite over this one cause. Um, they know that it will ultimately save them both grief. And it also, ha- this also, this moment of decision happens after um, they are attacked by, I think it's some shoe. Um, Grisha and they have to kill one of them or one of them is killed in the process and they have to give him a burial. Right, um, right, right. So Matthias stays back with Nina to bury him while everyone else continues on um, to get to the, the palace. Um, but normally Matthias wouldn't care, but because Nina cares so much, he decides that he's going to um, give help her give this uh, Grisha who was kind of given an order under right. the use of Parem to um, give him a proper burial. So, yeah. um, and that's the moment that he like decides like, yeah, I see what this does to people. And um, I know what this means for my country. So we're going to uh, work together for this. Yeah. He's, it's basically a necessary evil. I think that's yeah. where they agree on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so moving on. Eventually, in order to save the crew, Nina must take Parem, despite Matthias's pleas. How does this addiction affect their relationship going forward, and how does Matthias help talk her down in her Parem state? Parem, uh, I never know. It's okay. Oh, gosh. It's so devastating. I'm sorry. Um, it really is. Because you know what bothers me the most? It, uh, sorry, I'm just like hopping in. Uh, <laughs> do you know? And yelling you know, into her know? mic. You know what bothers me the most? <laughs> Listen, I do not like when relationships in stories have a problem that has no end in sight Mm. so for example this goes back to our Peta and Katniss episode where something happened to him that altered his memory for the rest of his life Mm -hmm. like it's something that we know as as readers he will never return to be the same guy that he once was right we know that that's the case with Nina here and that is what bothers me the most is that she does this what? Do you think that she's changed forever? Yeah. I, I mean, do. I know and I know physically she is, but Right. Well, like she's still Nina, but they're there's so like pretty much every waking hour for a majority of their time together yeah. is spent her telling him that she You're hates right. him because she wants the drug. And there's no known cure, so I think what we're meant to assume is that she'll live with this forever and that's why it was such a huge risk that's fair. for her to take. Yeah. Um I mean, it's detrimental to their relationship because it affects him to his core that he feels like he can't even be intimate with her. Not just like physically, I don't know how I want to say that. Not like sexually, but more in just like in any way. kissing or holding hands or anything. Like he feels like he thinks he she's trying to trick him. Right to to so that he would give her more parem and he he just doesn't want to be the person that gives in so he always has himself closed off um he's still friendly with her he still loves her but he's he's not as open as he would like to be because of mm-hmm. this um entity the addiction between them yeah. um and it really does put a hindrance on their relationship I think that they are eventually able to overcome it. She becomes, when she starts realizing that if she uses her power, she 
kind of frees herself from it mm-hmm. um, because it alters her powers. Um, spoiler alert for those that aren't familiar. Like she, it changes her. She's now not able to control the living, but she's able to control the dead, which I think is a really cool change. Um, it is really interesting. Um, so it definitely hinders their relationship because they both don't know how, I mean, he's caring for her for weeks on end to try and get her back to health and Mm -hmm. she's struggling. So he sees her at her worst and he, um, and she can't get a grip of her own desire or what she wants. Like you Mm -hmm. said, like she's, she's like, ah, I could really seduce him right now and get what I want. Right. But I want to do it in the most like I don't want to do it for the parama. I want to do it for me. Like she's right. struggling. All she's thinking of is the struggle. Yeah. Like it's so sad. And like for him though, I think it shows his true dedication because mm-hmm. he goes through all this crap and he just is there because he knows that this is his soulmate. Like right. he basically tells her, "I have an oath to protect you, and I'm not going to right. get rid of it anytime." But I also soon, think so. it's important to address that when she does take the parama to save them he has to talk her down like she wants to kill all of them because they're they're like getting out of the way and then all of a sudden there's like this navy ship with like all these uh this huge army and everyone shows up and they're like blocked off they're just in this little tank and she has to take the part rem to like make everyone still like not attack them (laughs) and um she's like it'd be so simple they want to kill me it'd be so easy for me to just flick my wrists and kill everyone and he's like then you're just becoming the creature that they that monster that they think that you are you are not that Mm -hmm. monster i know you're not that monster um so i think it's a really cool way to see him in that moment putting aside his uh his prejudices and recognizing that she is not that monster anymore. She, she never Mm -hmm. was that monster. Um, so it's huge for him to have to have that conversation to, to have that motivation and conversation about that as well. Right. Okay. That's a lot right there was a lot. (laughs) Go. Is it me? Yeah, I guess I'm reading it. Yeah. Um, how do these two have different methods of expressing their love? And what is the issue with this? <laughs> we see it from the very beginning. She's very physical. Yes, she She's is. Very, <laughs> like if we're talking about the five love languages, she is physical touch. Yeah. And he is very much acts of service. He is very much like, I don't know. He very much is like pure and just like, he wants to do things right. And he wants to like, it's, it's like Edward. Like, the vampire that's been alive for 100 years that still wants to get married to Bella, who's like, I'm 18 years old. This whole relationship is ridiculous anyway. (laughs) We don't need to get married. It's like that. Like, he holds on to these important traditions. Whereas Nina's like, I don't give a crap. And she just wants to, like, do whatever for fun. And she's very physical touch. And he is not physical. Like, he is very much like, don't touch me. So that's what makes their relationship very funny. Yeah. It's very funny because eventually... I think the two of them are able to compromise a little bit Mm -hmm. and he gets a little bit more comfortable with the physical touch and she gets a little bit more comfortable with his traditions and understanding his culture. And it's beautiful to see those two things mix. I think it takes a really long time for those two things to mix, 
Um, but they end up appreciating appreciating each other because of their differences. Eventually, it just takes a while. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree. Um, like you said, she's so much of the physicality of it, and just like all day expressing her love that way. And um, she is so expressive too. That's she, part is, of who she is. Yes. Um, but Matthias also just he really only only understands the language of war. Um, because that's what he's been brought up in. There's a quote that says, Nina, I am with you because you let me be with you. There is no greater honor than to stand by your side. And that to me was just like very evident that he sees her as uh, like his partner in, or his, his companion in war. Um, and they are companions in war. They are constantly going against uh, an outside force, but mm-hmm he he's not able to like you said his language is uh service and he wants to be able to serve her um he's he's so drained trained to think that way um because of um the way that he's been brought up and and as a Druskela. um right so it does it create a communication problem? I don't think these oh, two. If that, at first, it does. Yeah, but I don't think these two really have a communication issue. Oh no, they communicate too much. Uh, there are times where he's kind of he's very quiet and stoic, and he doesn't necessarily let his impression, his uh, his uh, feelings and expressions known, but. Um, I think they do, like, of all couples that we've kind of been looking at, I think they do a pretty good job at communicating with each other. Yeah, for sure. Uh, better than Kaz and Inej, 100%. <laughs> uh, but, okay, so, Devin, what are some of your favorite moments with these two? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I have to say this one. What, what? When um, she dresses up in, like, the ugly knitted... Uh, I think it's Fearden. I don't know. Is, I don't. Oh yes, yes. Is it Fearden? I don't remember. Yes, Fearden. But she dresses up in like this ugly sweater type thing, and it's really tight and really like uh, unattractive. But he's like, "Damn, that looks good on you." Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I loved it. Uh, they are so freaking it's so funny. funny. Um, but yeah, there. That's that's one of my favorites. I'll, I'll see. I'll try and remember another one. What do you have? I hate to just say it again, but it's the scene where they're trying to survive. Like, and mm. she's snuggling up to him, and she's like, "Whoa, there!" And he's like, <laughs> "Shut up! Like, don't say like we're doing this to stay alive." And it, he's like, "You're so crass." And, and, I'm just and like, she's yes. like, "You're so far away. Move closer." And he's like, "Ugh." And fine. yeah, he's like, "Ugh." I love when like these and big then the morning guys. After, do you remember? What- <laughs> She's when like, he's like his arms around her or whatever. That, but also she's like, "What's that touching?" Ah, <laughs> he's like, "Stop so it! Rude. Stop messing!" He's like so embarrassed. Those are like whenever that happens, whenever she's embarrassing him, and he's just like it's this really big great. British guy that's like, "Leave me alone," but fine. And it's my favorite stuff between these two. I would have to say that scene. I could watch it a million times. It's so fun. It's really great. Another of my favorites is um, their first kiss. Um, yep. when he like, cause it's, it's, um, they're still in that like feared in disguise and or whatever. Yeah. I think it's weird. I don't know. I apologize if I'm forgetting if I'm wrong. I think it is feared. But regardless, they're in their disguises and they're meeting with, um, other Grisha and he like swoops her up and 
uh, kisses her, and it's really passionate, really like an awe moment. And there are the guards that are watching them. There's Zoya and Jenya that are watching, and it's just like all this pent up like desire and mm-hmm. oh, it was a really good scene. Um, I thought it was it really was. fun. Um, Devin, take us away from our happiness now. Yeah, I know. I don't want to. Can we talk about some of the good moments still? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, fine. It's necessary. Let's talk about this ending. How do we feel? What does this future, what does the future hold for Nina? And do you feel slighted by Bardugo, the author, for this ending? I do feel slighted. <laughs> I feel slighted because they deserved a happy future. They do. They, they overcame so much. Their arc was so big that we did not need, we did not need him to die. <laughs> Ultimately, I I love Kaz and Inej more than I like Nina and Matthias. I'm just going to come out and say it. But it would have been a more fitting ending for Kaz to die, like you think? than for Matthias to die, for sure. And I, lo- <laughs> I, this is me speaking as a shipper of Kaz and Inej. Matthias did not deserve his ending, but essentially, I am heartbroken for Nina because she Same. has had the crappiest hand dealt her throughout this whole time. <gasps> Their relationship has been. The two of them hate each other, and then they love each other, and then they hate each other, and then they love each other, and then there's distrust, and then she's an addict, and then he dies. And it's like, unreal. They finally they did overcome not need all struggle. their issues, and then he yeah. dies. <laughs> they went through all this stuff together. So it's like very, very sad to me. It's very um, sad. I am I, I don't I'm have much more to say other than I'm mad about it. I am uh, very mad as well. I can't, like, when I was reading it, I knew, I knew, I knew something was going to happen. I knew it couldn't end this all night, nice, tidy little present. Wrapped in a bow. Yeah, like, I knew something was going to happen. I just wasn't expecting that. Um, so, and I think the way that it happens, too, is just very dramatic, too. Yep. That he dies by the hand of someone who he once was in a sense like he was that person he was the the young um innocent and just brainwashed um trainee in progress of becoming a druskella um and he knows that um this kid is questioning things he he's not sure but he still wants to show himself like he still wants to uh, show his loyalty show his duty to his country and he feels that um Matthias is a traitor. Like these, th- there's just this whole conflict that's um, between them, and it's like this. It, uh, I just love the scene. I can't stop talking about it. But I know. <sighs> what does the future hold for Nina? I don't know. Um, I was kind of Not already much. given a spoiler by one of our comments later today, but she goes. What do you mean? She goes off to. Uh, I think she goes to return to um, Ravka, her native country, to uh, work to serve in the Grisha army. How do they know that? How do they know what? The spoiler. Are we getting another book? Well, we there are more books, and she's in them. What? Oh, okay, so yeah. maybe it's just a spoiler to us then. Correct. It would be a spoiler to us. Because okay. I, I, I read the comment. I was like, who's this guy? Um, yeah, but yeah, anyway, yeah. she goes off and... Is this set before the Shadow and Bone stuff? Uh, technically, after. So it's Shadow and Bone series, then the then um, Six of Crows duology, and then there's the um, uh, 
shoot, what is it called? Um, wolves, something about wolves. Dang it, what is it called? I forget. Are they now. all in that? No, um, and some of them only have cameos. Uh, so they're not all in it. Um, I, from what from what I know, I haven't read it yet, but regardless, future for Nina, she's going back to Ravka to try and surf her country. Um, that was kind of like what Matthias wanted for her. Um, that's what she kind of wants for herself. Um, and I definitely, yeah. I definitely feel slighted. I wanted these two to be together and try and change the prejudice between these two. Uh, entities like if he would have they would have been such a power oh gosh i wanted them to so badly go back to their home countries together and like talk about things and and maybe she still has the opportunity to do so but dang regardless maybe that's what she'll become maybe that's what she'll become yeah maybe but okay Devin. We get to the last question of yeah 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 treatise. We're here. Do we ship it? And while you're saying do we ship it, why do you ship them above the other two couples in this series? Because I know you do. <laughs> I don't know. I just love them so much. <laughs> they're so freaking. They're so good, and I just like how they're polar opposites, but they like they they, they unite together about even though that they have issues going on, they're still like working together. There they um the prejudice behind it, the addiction, like there's so much like levels to their relationship that I think just makes it work so good. Cause mm-hmm. he's so moral. She's so crass. Like they understand each other on a much deeper level than I feel like yes. the other couples do. I, I disagree. I, could, <laughs> I couldn't like, although Kaz and Inej like work together, they simply only work together when they are working. I don't know if they work together on their, downtime although i love them as well these two ah, they just so good so good i know i i will say Nat- matthias and nina natias natias uh they they're very cute i definitely ship it i think that they are like two two hands they just are together and like they're they're opposites but they're perfect for each other i will say like i what i miss in them a little bit is the passion that I get from Kaz and Inej. No, there's I know, so Nina much. and Matthias, no, no, no. Nina and Matthias have passion, but I don't think maybe we get a lot of you it You want more of the angsty, like, tension passion. The moody, like, <laughs> give me that. Yeah, no. But I, what I love about Kaz and Inej is, though they have their communication issues, the two of them are, like, meshed. They are, like, one. Whereas sometimes Nina and Matthias, like, aren't fully on the same page about things. And so this might just be the situations that they're in, but I always feel like when Kaz moves, Inej moves. And yes, they have issues, but in the end, I feel like she literally is his shadow. Like she Mm -hmm. is part of him. And it's just like, like he has so many moments of trauma in his life to overcome. He is a weak guy, like morally speaking. And like, like emotionally, Kaz is a weak man. Mm-hmm. He, he's strong in other ways. He's able to shut out his emotions. But I think that Inej helps him work through that and he's able to help her work through her trauma and it's very like healthy in the end and very like, I don't know. I just, I really love their storyline. I relate to it. And Nina and Matthias love them 
But I just think they're missing a little because they're they're earlier they're at an earlier stage in their relationship. Perhaps if we got a little bit more of the passion throughout, but they were dealing with so much so we couldn't. But perhaps if we did, I would be like, yeah. And they're also a little bit more comical. And I'm never like a huge fan of like the hee hee hee. Like I, I think it's funny. I just I'm more drawn <sighs> to the dramatic relationship. You know what I mean? I understand. Devin's mad at me. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> he understands, but he's mad. Oh no, my it's gosh. all good. All right. All right. There are thoughts, but Devin, I, I will say just to end it on this, Nina and Matthias, they're both very hot people. And, <laughs> and they belong together. Okay. Sorry. Uh, I didn't want to end on a bad note, but either way. Those are our thoughts on Nina and Matthias. Now let's hear from you all. Mm -hmm. So our first comment here is from Alex. Hello, Alex. Enemies to lovers, she says. Witty banter. Swoon-worthy moments. Waffles. What's not to love? They have my whole heart, and I still get emotional thinking about the ending of Crooked Kingdom. Us two, girl. Same. Clearly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, our next comment comes in. From Olivia, thank you for sending it in, Olivia. Uh, she says, I'm still mad that he died. Listen, so are we. As you already heard, Olivia, so are we. Anyways, continuing with the comment. They were so perfect together. Mm -hmm. Also agreed. Um, yep. I shipped them way more than Nina and Han. I believe it's pronounced Han. I don't know um, because I haven't read this yet. Spoiler alert, Olivia. Mm -hmm. but it's fine thank no, you I, <laughs> spoiler alert <laughs> no i appreciate your your comment thank you for sending it in um now we have more to look forward to when i dive into the next duology yeah but I'm that so one's much excited. chunkier oh chunkier huh yeah, well i'm excited chunkier. for that then we're gonna have a lot of reading to do um all right but thank you all for listening to our thoughts on nina and matthias yes yes uh, we yes appreciate you all we're excited next week we're gonna be talking about jesper and wyland or it's wyland mm -hmm. wyland oh i was gonna say wyland <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> i'm very excited for that and hopefully as we get through spooky season we'll also be diving into <clears throat> twilight yeah soon. <laughs> so get excited everybody and uh if you guys are enjoying what you're hearing or if you're not enjoying it please rate and review so we know what to fix or what you're liking absolutely and if you're interested in joining us for an episode you can reach out to us on the social um or you can email us at we ship it podcast at gmail.com Whoop, whoop. All right, y'all. Love you. Love you. I've been made to protect you. Only in death will I be kept from this oath. Don't stop. Please. Bye. I can't. Bye, guys. You can't. <laughs>